0: It may be cold in the U.S. and the U.K., but that's not stopping the iPhone rumors from heating up. We have a flurry of iPhone speculation, and we'll talk about it all on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Stick around. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. The next iPhone is months away, September, October-ish. But it seems like we're getting new reports about Apple's plans every day now, and you know February is just ending. We're going into March. Yeah, we got like six months. Yeah. So, but we're getting a lot of stuff about the iPhone, and many of these reports are about an introduction of the Ultra model to the iPhone 15 lineup. Uh, it's not clear if this is an addition or a replacement for the Pro Max. Yeah, or even if it's coming at all. Like there's,
1: there's a, that, That's a bit nebulous. They're not really sure. But it looks like it will be a different model than the 15 Pro this
0: year. But, you know, we'll get into all that as this podcast goes on. And we've also got rumors about an iPhone SE. Even though the iPhone's not coming till the fall, it seems kind of early to be getting speculation about the phone. And I can't remember if in years past, speculation started this early. I
1: mean, definitely speculation in the sense that, like, as soon as the iPhone 14 arrives, like three days later, we get a report about the 15, sometimes even before it. But, like, we got, like relatively complete pictures or what we think are complete pictures of these phones now. I and mean, it seemed a little early for that, but but maybe not. Maybe I just am misremembering last year and every year before that. I don't know.
2: It seems like a lot because it, what it looks like happened is, is 9to5Mac got a hold of some CAD files that they believe are the right files, the CAD files for the uh, enclosure outside design of the of the lineup and they've been trickling out new rumors from that dump like a new thing every day like here's something on the iPhone 15 here's something on the iPhone 15 Pro you know and so on so you know making the most out of the the info dump that they got I don't know exactly when we usually start to get that sort of cad file stuff it's definitely in the summer when all the case makers start start getting stuff and leaking it out but like I know Apple plays that game where it's like they, they let information go out through a certain channel that's wrong or through different channels that's wrong to find out who the leaker is and that kind of stuff, you know. So, you you got to wonder, but they they all seem plausible. I mean, there's nothing wild. I just googled us. iPhone 14
1: render leak Macworld. And I got an article that I wrote that I have no recollection of on March seventeenth of last year. That's basically the articles that we're looking at this year, but for, for the iPhone fourteen, with the with the dynamic island, or what we didn't know at the time, but will be the dynamic island, the big yeah, it
2: was the hole punch thing, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. So this they're right on time, maybe a week early, <laughs> but basically on time.
2: And we always also get something nebulous about the next year's iPhone that's usually about some feature. You know, uh, next year's iPhone will have this new kind of screen technology or satellite phone calling or some something, right? That's that isn't anything specific about the design and everything. And those are often just completely because Apple hasn't even nailed it down yet. Those are always in some weird.
0: Well, should we talk about some more of the features that we could see? Yeah, we can start. Ultra let's start phone? at the
2: fifteen and
1: go up, I guess. So the, the iPhone fifteen is probably going to be, I would assume, similar price, which is um, seven ninety nine, and then plus is eight ninety nine. Yeah, so so pr- probably a similar price, similar if not ex- identical screen, six point one inches OLED. You know, not promotion. All that the same, the same stuff that you get. Uh, the big change with the display is that the rumor is that it's going to get the new notch dynamic island instead of the old, you know, the the, the notch that comes down. From
2: instead there. of the notch, it'll have yeah, the pill, the full dynamic island right. thing,
1: which will bring all those features from the pro model to the uh, non-pro model,
2: and it will likely get the A16 that's in the pro now will be in the non-pro models, the regular and the plus. It is expected to have a regular and a plus, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, one more year at least. There was some talk that Apple might be cutting the price because it wasn't selling well. Mm-hmm. But from what we saw with the mini, like Apple's two years out with these things, like they can't pivot that that quickly if if, if a model isn't really selling. So I think we'll definitely see an iPhone 15 plus. Whether it's cheaper is another question. We don't know about price yet, but uh, 6.7 inches and, again, the same features as the 6.1-inch uh,
2: model, but just bigger.
1: The big change is uh, USB-C.
2: and We don't know what USB-C will mean in terms of – I mean, the, the rumor is data transfer speeds will be limited in, in the non-pro models. Uh, we don't know about charging speeds. Not a lot of people use USB-C for data transfer on their phones it's it's a, it's a relatively uncommon thing. And then there's just recently rumors that there will be USB-C products with MFI certification, which means they have the little chip, the ID chip in it and stuff. Things will be limited if you don't have an MS, MFI product. I'm a little wary on those rumors in the sense that like I don't think Apple will limit data transfer or, or charging speeds specifically to MFI cables. I think they'd get in trouble with the EU for that. But I do think Peripherals like the headphone adapters or USB C headphones or stuff like that, like all those kind of things, would control game controllers. Any any other kind of doohickey you'd plug into that, that they'll have MFI certification for, and and limits to what you can do without it, because uh, that's that is a way that people ha- have been hacking phones and stuff is by oh plug the thumb drive in your phone. It's got more than just data on it. It just got something else. So
1: yeah, aside from the security thing, the MFI program. Uh, that's when you get you plug something in and you will get that little message in your phone that says that this accessory isn't supported so it, like that means it may or may not work some features may or may not work um, it doesn't necessarily mean that the stuff is more expensive there's plenty of of lower priced MFI stuff it's just that you're gonna have to look at you know whether or not it's certified if you want it to, to work a certain way or or um, the article today that we that we reported on said that it would affect charging speeds and data speeds as Jason says yeah I, I don't know if they would do that. They don't do that on the iPad, which is which is notable when they could, or or Macs. There's no My, uh, M5 certification for USB charging speeds. You just plug it in and it works. I don't know. But the iPhone is also a much bigger cash cow for accessories than the iPad is. So they might. I don't know. Uh, Jason brings up a good point. The EU might say uh, absolutely not. I mean, they're basically running the show here as far as yeah. why... Apple is going to USB-C so they're going to want to play on the right side of that of that rule. So we'll see. It wouldn't surprise me either way to be honest, but we'll see.
2: They tend they do tend to be more expensive because it literally has to have a chip in the cable. That chip has to be that chip is literally supplied by Apple. It has like a little cryptographic signature and a and stuff in it. Did there? it's like an extra I don't know, $5 or something for the chip plus the M- m- more complex manufacturing. So.
1: so you can get a, a, a regular lightning cable, a non-M5 certified for 299 and the M5 one will be 699 something like that. Like they're, But they're, they're still cheaper than what Apple offers. There are still options cheaper than what Apple offers. Um, otherwise, so the iPhone 15, there's a slight design change from what we can tell in the renders where the so the 12, 13, or 14 had has a very flat edge. The screen comes out, the, the the edge comes, and it's like a almost like a ninety degree angle. The glass is gonna be is gonna curve into the side, kind of like the iPhone ten, I guess.
2: Not nearly as round as the iPhone ten. That was almost a semicircle. the the sides The sides aren't going to be that round, but the corners won't be as sharp.
1: Kind of, more like I guess like the, like the Apple Watch, where it curves into the side and then it goes flat, and then it curves out of the back. I'm sure they'll be nice. You know, Apple's never really made an ugly phone. (laughs) I don't think we have to worry about that. Uh, A a bit of a design change since the last three have really been carbon copies of each other. They've been very, very similar. Some slight tweaks, but they haven't really had to change change the design since the iPhone 12.
2: The bezel around the screen is supposed to be a little smaller. And we've seen that reported both as the display being 6.2 inches instead of 6.1 and as the display being 6.1 inches, but the case being ever so slightly smaller. We don't know which one. I, I, you're not going to notice a, a point significant... One, t-
1: point 0.1 either way, you're not
2: going to notice. Di- yeah, di- diag- a point 0.1 di- diagonal inches, you're not going to notice.
1: You can see it in pictures. You can see it when you compare it. When you're using it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're, no you're one's going to really a care millimeter that millimeter or three, like, it's not going to matter.
0: And is the camera going to be basically... Yeah, I mean that's that's
1: what we're I mean, it, there'll be improvements. There's always better, it's always something that Apple does too, and whether it's a feature uh pro- processing, computational stuff, or a bigger sensor, whatever it is, but it looks like it will still have two, a wide angle and a uh, ultra wide angle camera and not the uh zoom. No LIDAR, no zoom, yeah.
2: And this usually happens where it gets the sensors that were in this year's pro model will be in next year's regular model, so it it's possible it gets that forty eight megapixel wide
1: yeah, we haven't heard uh yes or no about that, but yeah, that seems possible maybe I don't know would they would Apple consider that a pro feature? I don't know,
2: well it follows the pattern of what they've done in the past they would still just they would need to upgrade the pro cameras in some way, and the rumor is they are they're using a new. The the camera sensors that they get from Sony, they're using a new generation of them that are more sensitive and better. They may not have more megapixels or whatever, but they're, you know, a new generation of Sony sensors in the pros. So that frees them up to make the regular one better. Not to mention, like you said, you get telephoto. One model at least is expected to get a periscope lens, which gives you more zoom
1: yeah the 15 pro so now we're into the pros the 15 pro max slash ultra whatever it's going to be called allegedly reportedly will have um what they call a periscope lens which means the lens like basically like like a like a sub submarine you look this way and the light refracts so you can see what's out that enables apple to do a uh, a, a larger telephoto lens without increasing the thickness super I, I think Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the idea there.
2: Yeah, basically, instead of having the sensor underneath the lens, you have a mirror underneath the lens at 45 degrees, and then another mirror at 45 degrees further in the body, and the sensor under that. So there's more distance between the lens and the sensor.
1: Right. So that could go. That'll probably double optical from 3x to 6x. Some reports have said 10x, which would be interesting. We maybe some some Android phones are, do do have 10x optical lenses. So they they are available and um, digital would go up a significant amount. Right now, digital zoom just sucks on the iPhone. It's bad. If you go beyond like seven or eight X, it's terrible. This would be where you can zoom like 10, 20 times and get a real clear image.
2: Yeah. You can usually count on doing another double beyond whatever your optical is and it being okay. So if you have 3X telephoto, then you can usually go up to 6X with digital, and that's about it. Anything beyond that starts looking real bad.
1: Uh, Samsung has 100X with their periscope zoom lens. There's no way in hell we're getting that on an iPhone. Like That's a gimmick, and Apple wouldn't do that. But theirs
2: does look pretty good up to about 20.
1: At least. Maybe sometimes. like I've taken back when I used to review these phones, like
2: close to 30 and it still looks real good. If you
1: particularly if you have a tripod and your level, you know, it's cuz you it's really hard to control the
2: zoom at that at that optical. It is. You want to brace your phone on something.
1: They they include like a little window in the corner, but it's it's hard to get it to be steady. But yeah, if you have a tripod, it could be you can get a real good image at 30x.
2: I think you can always count on uh Apple to do some kind of interesting software thing. Uh, like we got action mode this last year and stuff that are it, it, that wasn't in any of the rumors. Any of the stuff that's not going to come from a part supplier—that's all on the software end. You're just not going to hear about it until it's announced, and it's pretty cool. You can expect an A17 processor in the Pro models. Yeah, that's almost certainly going to be a three-nanometer chip. Better in a lot of ways. I'm hoping we see a new GPU architecture that supports ray tracing and stuff because not so much for the iPhone, although that'll be cool, but for the M3 or whatever series Mac chips that will use the same architecture.
1: Uh, Jason, I'll write a story at some point over the next two or so months for like kind of predicting what the A17 will be, but like, this could be a big leap for Apple.
2: It will be the first mass market Three nanometer chip, TSMC's three nanometer is not equivalent to Intel's three nanometer, like because they measure things differently and the process is a little different stuff. You know, and everybody plays fast and loose with like, you know, what are we what are we calling a new nanometer thing and stuff. But it is a a new generational leap over this stuff that they we've had out now, and the main difference being you can fit a whole lot more logic in the same area. So it's essentially a bigger, quote, bigger chip in the same size space, in the same power envelope. And that's always good. I think you can always expect somewhere between 10 and 20% better CPU performance. And then the GPU is like, hey, who knows? It depends. There's so many things you can, it, it, where it kind of just depends, like what are you doing with it? Are you doing GPU compute? Or are you doing 3D graphics? Did, did they speed up the memory a lot? Is it memory bound? Like just you know, caching, there's there's so many there's so, so many variables. I'm interested to see if they make a big push in the neural engine. They've been tweaking it. It made a big jump a while back, the last couple the second, generations. Second generation, I believe, was the one you're talking about. Yeah. It went from
1: like a couple hundred billion to like a trillion
2: and change or something. Since then, it's kind of gone up at a small level as they've it's almost like, well, the clock speeds are higher, so it's 30% faster. Well, it's just clock 30% higher. I'm just wondering if we're in for another kind of doubling or more of the engine, if they're going to devote more space to it, more cores, if they have a new design, anything like that, just with the importance of machine learning and knowing that this design is going to carry through to max and stuff like that over the next coming years.
1: Yeah. That's the interesting thing to me. This is the first new generation of chip that also has a mac companion now back with the a14 like the m1 didn't exist yet even though i'm sure apple designed it with both in mind now we can actually look at the a17 and say all right so what does this mean for the for the m3 which is another also generational leap for the first time for the mac so it's going to be interesting to see what apple talks about with this a17 chip how it benchmarks and Mm -hmm. what it brings to the table and again that's also rumored to only be in the pro models
2: right yeah they're going to do like they did this year i think that's going to carry on for a little while where the new chip only gets in the pro and ultra if that exists models and then the regular models gets last year's pro
1: which is you know it's a a good chip listen the iphone has been fast enough for about
0: 10
2: years (laughs) it's still stomping all over every android chip all the time
0: so are we going to see any changes in the display technology? Probably not a lot. I mean, there, there's a rumor that there's like a new OLED
1: driver that's more power efficient or something, a, a driver chip. But as far as the resolution, the features, uh, you know, ProMotion and uh, True Tone and, and the color, color. Yeah, gamut. Um I think that's going to be, from what we can tell, basically the same in-
2: yeah so some, some some have said like the max on the pros the max brightness will get a little brighter that's good it the, the the change they made this last year makes a real difference in bright sunlight you can really see it there it it's good if it that that max but that's the only time that max brightness happens you have to have auto brightness on and then it will do it for a limited time in direct sunlight just because it heats up a lot of power to go that bright and it gets hot and so on so
1: I mean, we got the always-on display, we got the, the dynamic island, like there's no features that we're waiting for display-wise that
2: could come. I mean, that's maybe the only thing that could happen is they go to like 4K or something, which we just absolutely do not need. Expect all the things we have now just a little better. Like maybe it's a little more power efficient or maybe it's a little brighter or, you know, whatever. The contrast is a little better. They're already kind of at the top of the heap for display quality. There are some Android phones where the refresh rate goes higher or something like that, but overall, color accuracy, contrast, all that other stuff, they don't have anywhere they need to go.
0: So then there's the Ultra model that's been rumored. This phone could could be very different from the Pro models, it seems like. Um, well, So there's a couple of rumors that we're not sure if they apply to this model or
1: both Pros, but the, the big change is... Um, it would use titanium instead of stainless steel, like the Apple Watch Ultra. So that would that would make it lighter. It's gonna still look essentially the same. It's gonna have the same it's not gonna be like the Apple Watch Ultra where it's a dramatically different design than the other models. Like it's still gonna have the same, you know, if the edges are are slightly curved on the iPhone 15 and they'll have the same slightly curved edges on the iPhone Ultra. I'm I'm assuming the color options would be similar. Maybe they would offer a titanium you know like a like a, 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 a titanium shade on the glass to make it look like it matches this i don't know i also don't know if it's going to be like the iPhone 15 Pro and the iPhone 15 Ultra have the same colors because the Apple Watch Ultra doesn't it it's a different
2: thing it's a raw titanium color and yeah, that's what you it's get a raw
1: titanium so i don't know if they would do that like the th- the rumors are, are are a little unclear about that
2: yeah and the pro models and the ultra are all supposed to have the new capacitive buttons, the buttons that don't actually move. And that doesn't really, so that, that shouldn't be a change. That's not one of those, it's only on the ultra thing. The thing that might be only on the ultra is the Periscope lens. And that's, and that gets confounded by that. Well, is an is the ultra a separate thing from the Pro Max? Is the Pro Max the ultra? <laughs> like, yeah, we don't know, but that's one of those things they say, don't expect that on the regular sized pro the 6.1-inch inch version. It's going to be on the big one, whether that's a Pro Max or an Ultra or both.
1: And uh, Apple's done that before with the camera. I don't remember which one. I don't think it was the iPhone 12 where the, uh, the the Pro Max had a slightly different camera feature. I think maybe it had a, a 2X zoom or 3X zoom and the other one had a 2X, something like that. So it's not unprecedented for Apple to do that with the, with the largest phone.
2: Yeah, I think they, uh, for one year, gave the largest phone, it had a better wide sensor and a and like a two and a half x zoom instead of a two x or something i was not a fan of that i was glad the next year when they made them the same it's like no let me pick a size don't make me say i don't want a big phone therefore i have to give up the the cool features
1: that's what we were talking about before and it does look like if you want everything the best of everything that you're going to have to go for that 6.7 inch uh Pro Max Ultra model,
2: big old phone that doesn't work on any of my wireless charging stands. My wife is always like, like I, there's been numerous. She has a wireless charging stand next to her bed, like I do, and there have been numerous times where it, she picks it up in the morning and it didn't charge because she didn't line it up right. Because it's it's harder to get that lined up just right, especially with camera bumps and stuff. Uh, there's also we're also expecting the Pro models, at least the the Pro and Pro Max slash ultra or whatever to be slightly thicker than the current models, the the body itself. And I'm hoping that just means bigger battery. Just like it's all battery, but you never know. You never know what they're changing how they're changing the internal architecture of stuff. You know there's that
1: Periscope lens which changes things if it's if it's exclusive to that model. But the Apple Watch Ultra that was one of the ma- is one of the main features is that it has 36 hour battery life versus 18. So if Apple continues that same kind of mode, vein, maybe.
2: It's gonna be, you get an extra hour of screen on time compared to what you have now, would be like the top end of what I would expect, right? And an hour of extra screen on time means maybe another four hours of your day. But that would be epic. Like current battery life in in the pro iPhones is fantastic. Yeah, it is. And on like a super, super, super busy day,
0: I got to charge it like at like 8:30 or something. So extra 4 hours would be perfect. So if the phone's thicker, is that going to make it heavier or does that get offset by the titanium? I think I think the titanium will make it lighter if
1: it assuming it's titanium.
2: Some people are saying titanium frame, like the internal frame. Some are saying it's like the whole enclosure. We don't know until parts are being manufactured, but titanium is quite a bit lighter than steel and and the the pros are already noticeably heavier than the non-pros because of the steel. Uh, so you're probably going to look at the pros being the same weight as the uh, to, to the human <laughs> feel as the non-pro models, as the regular and the plus, because titanium is in the ballpark of aluminum for like how light it is. You know,
1: could Apple go all titanium on the back and still have wireless charging and MagSafe work?
2: Almost any metal if it's thin enough. But like, how 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 thick a titanium could you pass that this the NFC loop through the wireless charging, all that? Yeah, I don't know. And it could be one of those things where it's it's titanium everywhere except for right where the loop is, and then that's filled in with something else. You know, I I really don't know what their their plan is there.
1: Yeah, Apple has had glass since the iPhone eight, so. Any change would be would be notable, but that's also the first model that brought wireless charging. So clearly, that's why they do it.
2: It will it would affect performance to not have a glass back, uh, or either that or durability. So I would my guess is just expect what you've got with the pro models now, except titanium instead of steel. I would totally buy a phone that has. Not not the safety orange buttons, but the raw titanium part of the Apple Watch Ultra. If that was my iPhone I, color, I'd be all
1: right with the safety orange buttons. <laughs> I would. <yeah.
2: laughs> and it goes in a case anyway. <laughs> <But> <laughs> There's some uh, talk that the camera
1: bumps aren't as deep on the uh, renders that we got over the weekend of the Pro Max slash Ultra. It showed so the case is is fairly significantly thicker. It's 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 bigger than eight millimeters. But the whole the whole package, including the camera bump, was smaller. So the camera bump looked, yeah, a mil- a millimeter or so. So the camera bump looked svelte,r if that's a word, than it, than it does now. I mean, right now these cameras are they're big. I mean, they're they're big. So if you increase the uh, size of the phone by a millimeter and change and decrease the size of the whole package by a millimeter or a little less, you know, it does look significantly. Thinner.
2: It still won't lay flat on your desk, though. So hopefully, it does mean that it's a little easier to get on my wireless charger without the camera bump making it not like hitting the edge and stopping it from (laughs) fitting. Like that's my main problem right now. (laughs) I I want Apple to come out. I have a stand, a MagSafe,
1: or probably MagSafe compatible. I don't think it's actually MagSafe. It has a little AirPods thing on the bottom, and it has a little, a little, uh, like an arm. And I pop my phone on it on the nice stand. It's, it's fantastic. But I don't want to buy like eight of those. But that's that's what I want Apple to make, like something like that for. They haven't had a dock, geez, since forever. iPhone 5, maybe 6. I mean, it's been so long. And those were terrible. They were flimsy and, you know, there was nothing to them. I, I'd i like Apple to make like, like a Belkin style. I bought my dad for Christmas that Belkin 3-in-1 charger. He he loved it. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like I don't know why Apple doesn't make something like that.
2: Yeah, I used the two in one that just has the the watch and the yeah, phone the, thing. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a bunch uh, of them out there. And
1: listen, I don't want Apple to take money away from from uh, third party uh, accessory makers, but it seems like they're leaving money on the table by not making a really nice dock. The Belkin
2: ones are nice. I just get that they are very nice. They're, they're I, I actually want. Bucks. Yeah, but you don't think the Apple one would be more expensive? Oh, no, there's no question about <laughs> it. <laughs> it would probably be two hundred. <laughs> I, what I want them to do is not not to worry about that, but I want them to make to use the MagSafe thing, not MagSafe compatible. The thing where they have the little NFC loop in there and it identifies itself, like you know the way it lights up your phone purple for a second when you put on your purple case. You know, I want them to say to to identify. Oh, this is a stand, a charging stand, and then for the screen to enter a charging stand mode. Now that we have always on displays and stuff that do stuff like. Make your complications real big, or something, you know, or or enter something where you're looking at it from a further distance away, and it shows like the weather and a number for how many notifications you have, or some kind of ten foot UI that gets real dark in a dark room, and all that other stuff, right? Have a cool nightstand mode, and that would be a good excuse for all these accessory makers to do real magsafe not magsafe compatible <laughs> but like actual made for magsafe which means they got a license chip from apple and all that other stuff like it's a money maker for apple too so that's a that's a software side i would like to see them do
1: i agreed uh, google had something similar it never really worked well but back when the pixel i want to say the pixel 4 came out they had a stand and you popped it on there and it did all the the nighttime stuff it had a, a sunrise they call it a sunrise wake up alarm clock or something where it like gradually got brighter yeah and that wasn't even MagSafe. that was just key uh, wireless charging they did that with so uh apple could absolutely do something but
2: that was so like a custom, it a custom stand. stand it was like identified that stand uh, magsafe gives apple i think the opportunity to to make a category for third parties to hit
1: yeah, I mean, we've written about this in the past. And I'm sure we'll read it again. Like MagSafe is a tremendous missed opportunity. Like it's a very good uh, protocol. And now it's going to be also uh, – there's uh, Mobile World Congress this week, and they're showing off uh, qi 2, which is basically MagSafe or everything else. So it's it's a, it's a standard now, and Apple is just not doing enough with it. Uh, the MagSafe Duo case is sucky. The MagSafe charging puck is too short. Like they haven't done anything.
2: That MagSafe Duo is l- one of those. Like it's going to be in every worst Apple products roundup for the next how many years?
0: That, they've been that- selling
1: it for three years now.
0: So there are also developments with the iPhone SE, even though it's not on a. It doesn't feel like it's on a regular update cycle because it was, it was like, what, well, we four years and then yet. two years? Well,
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you include the original one, then who knows? But since they changed it to the to iPhone 6 or 8, whatever you want to call it, so it came out in 2020 in March and then it came out in 2022 in March. So we were expecting one next year and And we still are those are the rumors (laughs) so we have now we are again yeah
2: yeah and and then there was like and it's gonna have an lcd and and then it's no it's gonna have an oled and the latest rumors are they're back on it again with the se it is gonna have a 6.1 inch it's basically gonna be an iphone 14 the the non-pro iphone 14 essentially
1: yeah depending on the design there was earlier reports the design would be like an iphone xr
2: That's when they said it was going to be an LCD and stuff. Now they're now they're like, no, they're doing the six point one inch LCD. I mean, six point one inch OLED. It's essentially going to be like the iPhone fourteen design. Maybe it'll have only one camera instead of the two, but uh, that's basically what they're looking at. The uh, expected to have an A fifteen in it, I guess. No, A sixteen. They usually would. Yeah, it would be an A16 because it's usually the best non-pro processor.
1: Right. So that right by then it, that would be in the 15 the,
2: the 16 would be in the 15. <laughs> the non-pro 15, yeah. So probably have that. The the interesting bit was that it would be the first product to have Apple's own 5G modem. Yeah, uh, well, it seems to be
1: tied to that, which is interesting. Like, this is the second time we've heard this report from Ming Chi Kuo that says the development of the modem, like that's the product Apple wants to kind of test it out in. This, so they use Qualcomm. They've used Qualcomm since they came out with. They've used Qualcomm forever, but since the 5G and, and with the iPhone 12, they've used uh, Qualcomm modems. Ming Chi Kuo is saying, who's usually pretty keyed in, well, with this supply chain stuff that Apple is closer than we thought to de- to delivering this, just their own 5G modem.
2: Well, I wouldn't say that's closer than we thought, because they're already years late on it. We're already in like the third year of them still using Qualcomm modems when they were supposed to have switched.
1: <laughs> right, right. No, well, that that's absolutely true. But the, the latest rumors were that it's the product, the, the, the whole project has stalled. They hit a roadblock and we're not getting it for like several years. And now they're saying, well, maybe it's back on track. As Jason says, I'll be very late for next year. So they would test it in the SE, which seems crazy to me. I don't know. Like, I don't, I just don't understand that process. Like if it-, I, I, it works No, I it get it. Because
2: like the SE doesn't have the same pressures on it for delivering the best battery life possible that- like the pros and stuff do, and they're not going to do millimeter wave anyway on the SE, So it doesn't need to work with that. And they'll probably have a bunch of test phones that do enable millimeter wave like as uh, as internal test things that they can run all over the world with because whether or not they use it in the iPhone 16 next fall depends on do they get millimeter wave working well. Qualcomm actually came out, the Qualcomm CEO came out and said in their earnings and stuff just in the last few days that they do expect Apple to start using in some products, non-Qualcomm, their own modems starting next year. So they're saying that too. And if Qualcomm's saying that, they're telling their investors like, yeah, our orders from Apple are going to go down next year. I think that SE makes sense. So I think that's the product where, Hey, if it's not quite as fast as the Qualcomm modem or not quite as energy efficient or something, if it's close, but not as good, it's okay in the SE, like it's more okay in the SE than it would be in the main line, new iPhone or the, especially the pro, right? Those need to kind of have the best of everything.
0: Yeah. We won't see the iPhone SE until maybe probably next year.
2: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stuff, ship. It
0: sure. yeah, it doesn't ship at the same time as the other new iPhones.
2: It yeah, it's ships that
0: halfway through the cycle.
2: But it's expected to have a notch. It's expected to have not not the dynamic island, but a rig, the the <laughs> notches that you have now and Face ID and a six point one inch OLED, and that's that's what I expect. Like I was really disappointed in the last iPhone SE that it was still basically an iPhone eight. The better processor. Like they really needed to step up all the other stuff, and they didn't. So, all right. So that came out,
1: and they raised the price to four twenty nine for basically the same phone with a faster processor. Now, if this these rumors, we got OLED, we got a new chip, we got maybe a dual camera. Like, what are we looking at? A five hundred fifty dollars phone, maybe four ninety nine, maybe
2: yeah. I mean, there's been cheap OLED phones for quite a while. I, I don't think OLED makes it expensive, but- uh, the, the
1: cheapest OLED phone Apple's ever offered was 599 if you look at the older-
2: Well, that's what, phone a, phone like technology. I said, what Apple's offered, but we're talking about like another year on from this. And it's not going to be the best quality. It's not going to be your 2000 nit ultra HDR, blah, 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 whatever. I think that the dynamic island stuff would be the whole punch cutout thing at some cost. And there's some other things. But I think they could do it for, for $499. I, I would not be surprised to see the price go up, though. We also have to remember, 429 is a bad deal for the current SE. Like, they didn't update anything. It's like an, that's a five-year-old phone. If if like they kidding.
1: come out next year with a 6.1-inch OLED with Face ID, an A16 chip, and a dual camera for the same 429 Like, that's like the iPhone to get if you don't want the, the Pro, basically. It's, I mean, it's, They it, it would be essentially as good as an iPhone 15, a standard iPhone 15 or close. No, an iPhone 14. I mean, it wouldn't, it, it, it wouldn't have, you know, it would be missing some, some features.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's basically would be an iPhone 14.
0: But that, that 429 phone's also a 64 gigabyte phone. Yeah. SSD. Yeah. That's yeah. Who knows what they would
2: do, you know, but it, I'd be shocked if it's not at least 449 and $499 would not surprise me.
0: You know, there's a lot of speculation. We're still months away. So things are gonna change, and well, we'll we changes, talk. Roman. <laughs> when we nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes in the whole, in the, in the big scheme of things, in the in the big picture. Nothing ever changes. Like you said, last year we were talking about new iPhone yeah. at March. So in that honestly, sense, nothing ever changes. The
2: software stuff is the stuff that makes the biggest deal in your life these days, anyways. So that
0: does it for this episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode eight hundred and thirty. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.